rolling, Eddie. Fratelloni's <laughs> Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 473. Unfortunately, the last one for uh, Reavers, uh, Kenny, and John Height. October 8th, 2020. It was 87 degrees on this day 10 years ago in 2010 and 23 degrees on this day in 1876. Oh, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake. It's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. The CP stands for Chief Procurer, DA is Domestic Associate. What's BR? Bert writes, hi Joe, the BR and I took advantage of the lovely fall weather today, meaning yesterday, to visit the Mississippi River Drawdown. It was neat. I've done this before, but it's still interesting to get the weird perspective from down there. We found a really old beer can, Schlitz, and helped rescue uh, kicked it into some water, a clam, as the BR called it. Yeah. We didn't know muscle rescue was a thing until listening to your podcast, Glad to Help. Tell your sniggering band of knotheads who quietly but conspicuously ridiculed your curiosity that we are not the only ones interested in this kind of thing. There were a ton of people in the riverbed, and Stone Arch Bridge was lined solid with folks taking a gander. One couple over on the Mill Ruin side had waded out about 30 yards to some rocks in a channel, and were having a picnic. Can't do that very often. All worth the effort, but not likely with the bad leg. Bert, thanks, Bert. Thanks for corroborating my interest. Joe, you really got me now. Yeah. (laughs) Joe, I did notice that. I listened yesterday, and uh, they they didn't give you much much respect when you talked about that. And then this morning, I don't know if you noticed, Mr. Reavers, who teased you nonstop, sent pictures of Mm -hmm. how cool it was. Mm -hmm. But but on the air, he treated you like, you know. Well, that's Mm because that's our role. But Jeffrey said Well, it shouldn't be your role. I'm sorry. (laughs) Uh, but Jeffrey sent those photos, Johnny. That they actually look pretty cool. I have to admit. Yeah. What look, do you think? You think I was making it up? Yeah, I do. Oh, Reaver's backpedal there. <laughs> uh, Tim writes. This is fascinating. On Wednesday's podcast, you discussed the 1910 fires in Minnesota that burned 220 thousand acres, but there was a far worse fire in 1910 that is considered to be the largest forest fire in American history. It was known as the Big Blow Up or the Devil's Broom Fire and it burned over 3 million acres across northern Idaho and Montana. The spring and summer of 1910 were extremely dry, and the summer set heat records in many places. By mid-August, there were up to 3,000 fires burning across Idaho, Montana, Washington, and British Columbia. August 20th brought hurricane-force winds to the interior northwest, whipping the hundreds of small fires into two much larger blazing infernos. President Taft called in 4,000 troops to aid in fighting the fires, including many from the Army's Buffalo Soldier Regiment. The arrival of the Buffalo Soldiers troops in Idaho doubled that state's black population. The big blow-up ultimately killed 87 people, mostly firefighters, and wiped out entire towns. There are currently 273 million cars in the United States. 
when the nation's worst forest fire occurred in 1910, there were less than a half million cars nationwide, and our manufacturing base was a small fraction of what it is today. Clearly, the big blow-up had nothing to do with man-made climate change, and it was far worse than the fires occurring in California today. So there. How do you like that? I got huh. I, I like mm-hmm. that a lot. Mm-hmm. So do I. So do I. Now, we have to give a guy, we have to give a, guy a backstory. Uh, we'll all have our own version of it, but mine will be the truth. Uh, <laughs> Mayor and crew, I know part of the backstory, but can you fill the newer listeners in about the phrase, usually uttered in a Roycey-like voice, what's coming up on the ride? Oh, yeah. I know this is a throwback to the radio days, but can you refresh our memories? Cheers, Keith D. Olson in Terry, Montana. I think uh, it, uh, it's used now to disparage me. And as I remember, you guys can fill in the blanks. Uh, it was off air when we were talking. No, or, no, no, it was no, on air. It was at the oh, end. It was, of, it was at the very end of sports talk. And mm-hmm. Pat was bemoaning some well, uh, medical the, problems. Set the scene. Sports talk was a one-hour program that fell between Garage Logic and Patrick's afternoon drive show, which was called The Ride. Oh, that's the Ride right. With Royce. Yep, that's yeah. right. And you well, would routinely have him set up the show at the very end of Sports Talk. His show, which was going to follow Garage Logic. Right. And wasn't it, wasn't it that one day he had a cancer scare or something? Yes, uh, he, yes. Had a, he was going to be visiting the doctor, and he was very nervous about uh, something that they had found on his person, and he was expressing this nervousness uh, to you. And um, you weren't paying much attention. And then I said, "You were packing up your, you know, stuff, getting <laughs> yeah. ready for the big race to beat the light." Yeah. And then I said, right. "What's coming up on the ride?" And so we exactly. all lost yeah. it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Even Pat thought it was funnier than hell. So, and we so, use it now because it's proof that Joe gives not one single hair <laughs> off a rat's ass about any of us. <laughs> oh no, it's all about me. No, we use it now to. Uh, to uh, diminish something serious, yes, one or right, one yeah. or the other of us say it's almost an right. awkward transition for us. How yeah, do we right. how do we get from this topic to something right. else completely? Right. For example, on Monday, Chris told a very heartwarming, <coughs> private, um, kind of a, a, a tearjerker, a, sad a, a story, story to us about off a friend of yours. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, Such, with just no class whatsoever, <laughs> responded. What's, What's coming, coming up on the ride? Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. And honestly, meaning, can we get back to business? Actually, and I'm over here rubbing tears out of my eyes. I'm so upset by what Chris has been saying to me. Yeah, and I actually, I needed. That's exactly what I needed. Was Joe to say that? So it made me feel better. Well, and I, I was sitting. I'm there. here to serve. <laughs> I remember Pat setting that up, and uh, as we sat in this prior to the the break. I just told him, hey, go ahead and jump into the story and see what Joe yeah, yeah. responds with. Yeah. You guys can knock this BS off with your <laughs> dropping the, the titles uh, of uh, Van Halen songs in your regular sentences. Well, Let's just Pat was so worried he had to say, somebody get me a doctor. It was weird. <laughs> Who said that? Maybe I knew that. 
<laughs> well, wait, let, let, let's, let's, let's address the elephant in the room. We owe an apology to John Height because we talked about the passing of Eddie Van Halen yesterday, <laughs> and we didn't bother to call a guy that writes for a world-renowned guitar magazine. John, we apologize. It's, it's That's okay, my fault. Though. We That's should have right. called John. Yeah. Of course, it's, it's okay. it didn't occur to John to call us, so it's all on <laughs> us that we should have had to call him. Right. Remember, yeah. it's a podcast. I don't know when you're recording. Oh, that's true. I'm sorry. <laughs> Joe, you are missing it. Uh, this is in reference to the three kids who died uh, early Monday morning in that car crash, that they, a car they hijacked. Joe, you're missing it. The city council will blame the police. They chased these kids. They didn't chase the kids. If they didn't chase the kids, the kids would still be alive. So, yep, stop all police chases so mothers of three can be hijacked and fear for their lives. Sounds good, Minneapolis. Dars, a transplant from Minneapolis to Seattle. Uh, P.S., Love to talk about the crowd that showed up in my neighborhood demanding me to give up my house, which since I just moved here, I rent because I stole it from them. The group really expected me to walk away from my home. She's talking about the behavior of the rioters in Seattle. And last night, per my prediction, uh, there was not a great deal of unrest in Minneapolis following the release on bail of Derek Chauvin. And uh, yes, there were 51 arrests but there was no rioting uh, or destruction of property as far as I know. Is that true? Do you, do you guys agree with that, uh, that there was no uh, destruction of property that, I, uh, that I'm aware of? Yes, and I yeah. also uh, I live very close to a uh, St. Paul police officer, two doors down from me, and uh, I was talking to him out in the front yard, and, and in anticipation of the night, were there any special uh, requests or anything on the dock? And he said he didn't hear anything unusual. Uh, after an evening of peaceful protest, tensions rose at a protest outside the Minneapolis Police Department's 5th Precinct, and that led to 51 arrests. Hundreds of state patrol officers staged at the nearby Kmart parking lot before moving in around 10.30 p.m. towards the protesters near 31st and Nicollet. Reporters on scene heard law enforcement order people to disperse and said they would arrest those who stayed. Department of Natural Resource Conservation officers arrested a total of 51 people. According to the Minneapolis Police Department, 49 people were arrested for misdemeanors. One person was arrested for probable cause, fourth-degree assault, and one was arrested on a felony on a felony warrant. Video on social media shows at least one pro- protester throw an apparent firework at the 5th Precinct building. Uh, of course, this was in response to the release of Chauvin. Uh, earlier in the evening, activists gathered for a vigil at 38th in Chicago. At the George Floyd Memorial, following the vigil, protesters marched to downtown Minneapolis and returned to the memorial. Protesters voiced frustration that Shelvin had been offered bail in the first place, arguing that many in the system aren't afforded the same opportunity. If I'm not mistaken, the National Guard was always or always also present. Was that correct? Right, right. Uh, yeah. And that's yep. on walls, because not a word has been heard from Fry on this. No. Not a word. Right. So walls, you did give walls got it right. You gave out a stat and uh, regarding the DNR. The DNR, I believe, arrested 10 people. The state patrol uh, arrested the, uh, the rest of them. And regarding police chases from Tuesday's Star Tribune, uh, last year the Minneapolis Police Department joined the growing ranks of law enforcement agencies that are limiting pursuits of vehicle in all, of the, uh, in all but the most serious crimes they no longer initiate a pursuit or they must terminate a pursuit in progress if it poses an unreasonable risk to officers. And in the, uh, the pursuit in question, 
were they pursuing? They weren't right on the bumper. I think they I, came I, up on the crash. You're right. They came up. They came upon the scene. Right. Yeah. Let me get back to the National Guard. Uh, the governor activated the guard to assist local law enforcement uh, yesterday. The National Guard mobilization came from the city of Minneapolis, the governor said in a statement. Well, maybe that was Fry. The National Guard mobilized 100 soldiers. The Minnesota State Patrol has mobilized 100 state troopers. And the Minnesota Department of Natural Resources mobilized 75 conservation officers to assist local law enforcement. Boy, when you're a DNR conservation officer, is that what you think you signed up for? Holy mackerel. Yeah, you wouldn't think. And it's funny, a lot of those officers come from uh, police departments, etc., you know, and they mm-hmm. move into that uh, position. But it sounds like yesterday, uh, you know, that that uh, calling out the guard back in May, that was the first time since World War II that that happened. Mm. But it sounds like yesterday uh, exactly what should have happened back in May happened. They uh, they understood a flashpoint situation was going to arise because of the uh, uh, release from jail of Chauvin. So they mobilized. They mobilized state troopers, conservation officers, National Guard, Minneapolis police. And as I say, uh, despite 51 arrests, there was not any, uh, the town did not burn down. And that's exactly what had to happen was the calling out of this presence of authority that worked. It worked. Right. Yep. And it wasn't done in the spring. It just wasn't done last spring until it yep. was too late. Uh, but, but maybe somebody learned their lesson because uh, they were on the spot last night and we had a relatively peaceful night. Uh, I know many people were anticipating just uh, horrors and it, it thankfully never developed never developed so uh now does that get walls off the hook for his fifth consecutive declaration of uh, his fifth consecutive declaration of emergency powers and what's the figure is it 50 million dollars he gets every time uh yeah it's something to that effect that he he needs to inform the legislature how it's spent but he doesn't need their affirmation on how it's spent think of how many uh morgues we can buy with 50 mil another 50 oh my mil. god we'll fill them right up uh i have heard and i can't um i can't uh uh confirm it <laughs> that the state's now trying to sell that building yep and it oh, has a leaky are. roof, which is going to cost probably a million to fix. You need a roof. Oh, jeez. So what a boondoggle that turned out to be. We we thought it was a boondoggle from day one, and it continues to be a boondoggle. It's nothing more than a storage facility for uh, PPE. PPE. Mm-hmm. And so uh, uh, here we go. The uh, Walls declared his intention to extend the COVID-19 peacetime emergency for another 30 days. He has to call lawmakers back every time he does this. Uh, it gives him the authority to carry out executive orders related to the pandemic, such as closing businesses. And uh, we, we know he has some markers in place, uh, but they're vague. And I, I happen to think they continue to move. I think they're fluid. And, and what we still don't know, I don't feel any different about COVID than I did March 15th. Right. Yeah. Does anybody? I feel no. no more or less vulnerable than I did March 15th. Agreed. Yeah. I don't know what he has accomplished. Uh, many people commenting on these stories in the paper are thanking him for keeping us safe. I don't know what that means. I'm keeping I don't myself know. safe. I, 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 I don't know. 
what, 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 where would we be if he had not declared these five consecutive peacetime orders? Now, he's not alone. Governors all over the country are doing it or have been doing it. Uh, but w- would we be any different now? Would there be a higher caseload, lower ca- We don't know. Interesting uh, letter in today's Star Tribune from a guy from Apple Valley, Richard Tim, who talks about how his 28-year-old son acquired the coronavirus, then passed it to uh, him and his wife who were in their late 50s, and then he infected uh, the gentleman, the letter writer, infected his mother who was 86. They all recovered. And uh, the closing paragraph is, my family sympathizes with the people who have lost loved ones due to the virus, but we refuse to feel guilty, as the Star Tribune seems to suggest we do, because we choose to heed Trump's advice not to let the virus dominate their lives. And he's, he's right about the fact that the media and the Star Tribune and virtually the entire left wants us to run and hide and cower, and all they talk about is the bad things, you know, and the, de- the death and the illness that, that uh, corona has done. They never talk about all of the millions of people that recover, ever. Mm-hmm. You never hear that. Well, I, I read a reasonable, again, it's social media, it's meaningless, but I read a reasonable social media comment. If, uh, if we are to hold Trump responsible for 210,000 deaths, isn't he also responsible for the millions and millions of people who got it and didn't die? Exactly. Yep. I mean, what, what are we supposed to do here? Right. Apparently, he's on a Twitter roll today. I haven't seen it, but I'm being informed that he's, uh, he's, going, he's going bonkers again. He's going to deny the uh, virtual debate. He wants no part of that. But he changes his mind frequently. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up doing it. Right. The big talk of last start? night's debate was a fly on Pence's head. That's about our yeah. intelligence level. <laughs> yeah, I know. Joe, I just read somewhere here in the last 15, 20 minutes that Nixon and uh, Kennedy had a virtual debate. Yeah. Where I didn't know they that. Were, yeah, they were both on different coasts. California, huh. yeah, New York, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's interesting. I didn't know that either. Did they use I, Zoom? <laughs> <laughs> Like wasn't invented yet. <laughs> Football season is here. Wonderful weather is here. Grilling weather is here. Get to Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats in Hugo. Stop. For all your needs. You Stop. went yesterday? I, I, I could hit the Garage Logic Podcaster uh, 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 trifecta. Yeah. Picked up my vehicle at Schoonover, the bride's vehicle at Schoonover, headed north to Grunhofer's. I was going to tweet out the photo with the loot, but I warned everybody. You did. And I held. Mm-hmm. I only bought five meatloafs. Really? I only oh bought God. five. <laughs> only? I only bought five. Did they? Cl- did that clean them out, or are they just, because no, of you, they're making more? They had a whole bunch. In fact, the kid that checked me out at the counter, he said, man, we've been making a lot more of these lately. I went, yeah. yeah I'm, 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 it's I'm because of me, pal. Right. You should have said it's because of me. But I do have an apology to issue. I did take the final pack of the Philly patty. Really, Ooh, really? Was, I got the last four pack. Well, aren't they going to make more? Well, that was the last pack they had yesterday. She goes, "Well, th- this is our last one." I said, "Thank I'm you." Really, I'm really here. Sorry. I am. I put it in the bottom of the bag. Yeah, it'll Thank go right you. here. Yeah. It'll go right yeah. here. But couldn't have been. Ni- they could not have been nicer to me. Yeah. So again, you had another wonderful GL experience at Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats in Hugo, right? Oh, oh absolutely. I got and, I got that. I bought some rookie burgers, uh, the meatloaf. I bought some chicken breasts. I even bought some salmon for the bride. I loaded up, baby. Did you get any jerky? I didn't get any jerky. Not this yeah. time. 
Well, it's a wonderful discovery. GLers have made it their go-to place for all their meat. It's just incredible. They're adding on 2,500 square feet. That's how incredible yeah. it is. It's Grunhofer's. So they've got all flavors and uh, push-ups, too. What are push-ups? Uh, when you get on the ground and you, uh, with your toes are touching, yep. and then your hands are, and you push up. So if you're on Highway 61, stop, uh, stop there when you're passing by. Yep. Was that another Van Halen reference? Sure was, boss. <laughs> Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats, right at the north end of Hugo on Highway 61. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. GLers, you got to do this right. You got to do birthdays. You got to do Christmas. You got to do all sorts of anniversaries right. Skip the mall and the box store. Visit the Minnesotan store in charming downtown White Bear Lake. We were just talking about how charming downtown Why White Bear I Lake stop? is. stop? I drove right through there You were right there, Reavers. You, you were right there. Oh, you should have. I'm an idiot. It's the perfect spot. Reavers, you could have got some of the uh, the old, your favorite old places like uh, the Wild Onion on Grand Avenue. They got great new items. Al's in St. Louis Park. O'Gara's. Shipping is always oh, cool. free for GLers. Just use code pushback, one word, at checkout. It's the perfect gift-giving destination for every occasion and for everyone in your life. So you could have gotten a little Aldrich Arena t-shirt. Oh, yeah. They've got them all there. Stop by and look. The Minnesotan always has pushback yard signs. Call or text them at 651-755-6401 to reserve yours now. And as always, this is what separates the Minnesotan from so many others. Complimentary beverages while you shop. That's another reason I should have stopped. It was 200 (laughs) yards. It's 200 yards from Elevated for Pete's sake. Is it really? Well, it's it's right there. You went by. You went by 617. You went by the Minnesotan. The Minnesotan, downtown White Bear Lake, and online at theminnesotan.com. It's not just apparel. It's an experience. Here's Johnny Height in the newsroom, and we need to correct uh, and my error. I, I thought I read that the deployment of the Guard back in May was the first since World War II, and John uh, being the alert... no know that. John being the alert newsman that he is, uh, checked, and that is not true. Thanks, Joe. I, I remembered in my head somebody telling me that had happened in 67 during the riots in the Plymouth Avenue area in North Minneapolis, so I looked it up, and that summer, 150 National Guard troops were deployed to the Plymouth Avenue area. So, uh, all right, they were, uh, and I can't find who called them out if it was the governor yeah. or mayor or whatever, but uh, there, there were some there in 1967. Uh, this update brought to you by Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Store. Drove by that uh, one jo- too yesterday, read it. Oh my <laughs> lord, you failed! <laughs> well, I stopped at three clients, I, I thought that was, and I still uh. screwed up. <laughs> Uh, as Joe told you, uh, 49 arrests last night, uh, not really any rioting, but protests 49 of 51. Uh, were for misdemeanor charges in Minneapolis, uh, that coming after Derek Chauvin was uh, released on bail. Uh, Other Minneapolis story, police say they're investigating five shootings and one stabbing that occurred in the city on Wednesday. One of the shooting incidents was fatal, according to the police department. In that incident, police called at 3.50 in the afternoon to Lowry and Logan Avenues on the reports of shots fired. When they got there, officers found one person dead and others suffering injuries that were not considered life-threatening. The injured victim was transported 
to the hospital. Did you guys follow the Reverend last night on uh, Yes. Twitter? Get yeah. your kids off the streets, people. Did, did they institute a curfew? Uh, not that I'm aware of. Why didn't they? So. If he was, if he if he called out the guard, why didn't we? Or is that up to the mayors in, in each city? I don't know. Hmm. Boy, he needs to so, run for office. By the way, the Reverend needs to run for office. Yes. Well, we've talked to him about that. Yeah. He he's not he's not uh, he doesn't want to. Yeah. Certainly, brewing company employees will not unionize after a majority vote in favor of unionization was not reached. The company says. Surly said the vote was conducted by a third party. The results not released by Surly, but the union noted a majority of the employees who voted did vote in favor of unionization. However, a lot of employees just didn't vote, so a majority wasn't reached. Employees at the Surly Beer Hall and Pizzeria called to unionize on August 31st, just two days after. The company announced it would shut down its beer hall beginning November 2nd, citing effects of the COVID-19 pandemic. Surly said Wednesday it still plans to close the beer hall in Definitely on November 2nd. Trading barbs through plexiglass shields, Republican Mike Pence and Democrat Kamala Harris turned the only vice presidential debate of 2020 into a dissection of the Trump administration's handling of the coronavirus pandemic. President Trump and challenger Joe Biden are scheduled to debate again October 15th. However, President Trump, who has the coronavirus, says he will not take part in that debate if it's held virtually. The Nonpartisan Commission on Presidential Debates had announced this morning that the second debate between the president and Biden would take place virtually because of the president's diagnosis. The president said in a Fox Business interview, the arrangement is, quote, not acceptable to us. Meanwhile, President Trump's re-election campaign has pulled millions of dollars in TV ads from Midwestern states that voted red in 2016, but where recent polls put him behind Joe Biden. He said uh, the money is to focus on Sunbelt swing states, where the president has more ground to make up. Some pundits say the poll comes because of recent polls showing Trump trailing in Minnesota by 5 to 8 percent, but his spokeswoman says that's not the case. Samantha Zager said in a statement, President Trump and his campaign are extremely confident about our chances in these states. We've been talking directly with voters for years via multiple avenues about the success of President Trump's agenda. Unlike Joe Biden, campaign ads aren't the only way we know how to campaign. Uh, a $5 million poll comes out of Minnesota. Our old buddy Jason Lewis has left the campaign trail again, second time in less than a week after learning he'd been in contact with a person who tested positive for the coronavirus. The Lewis campaign issued a statement saying the person who was not identified tested positive on Wednesday morning. So the former congressman began self-quarantining and making plans to get tested again in keeping with federal guidelines. The statement said Lewis was feeling fine, displaying no symptoms. Lewis is challenging Democratic U.S. Senator Tina Smith, who just returned to the uh, campaign trail. Uh, Excuse me, Lewis had just returned to the campaign trail on Monday. He went back into self-quarantine and stuck to virtual events. From the story that, uh, boy, it it never seems to end, uh, vintage cars. Police have found the two that were stolen from a St. Paul body shop, one for the second time in a week. The 2001 Pontiac Firehawk and the 1965 Chevrolet Impala were located in the area of Lexington Parkway in University Avenue in St. Paul. No one under arrest as of Wednesday morning, and police say they're still investigating. A body shop near West 7th Street and Homer Street, from which six vintage cars were stolen September 27th, was broken into again on Sunday, and a suspect or suspects took two cars. 
Police recovered the six stolen cars last week, including the Firehawk. Uh, so again, all the cars oh. recovered. Why isn't Bondo John sleeping in one of those things with a shotgun? Right. <laughs> um, I, I have a question, and I know Ooh. I'm going to get ripped, and that's fine. I'm prepared for that. Can a 2001 vehicle be a vintage? Uh, I thought it was 25, 25 years. 25 years, wasn't it? Yeah, and it's no longer made. It's, uh, it, it's collectible. But, it, but I, I, I don't know. Vintage, you'd have to look up the word. I don't. It just means what, old. What is that what vehicle? Was the, uh, 2001? What was the, yeah. yeah. It was a 2001 Pontiac, Pontiac, Pontiac Firehawk because I was looking it up. But I thought. Yeah, yeah. I don't oh. even know what that is. That's a Firebird. It looks oh. like the Knight Rider's car. It's a Firebird. Yeah. Oh. At the highest option level. How it's old. like Jason Lewis, a chicken hawk. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, seriously, I got to get down there and yeah. talk to him. What? What? I'd be embarrassed to call the cops the second time it got robbed. Hey, right. we got hit right. again. Well, who are these klutzes that don't even get very far? What? what what's their intention? <laughs> they drive it for a block or two and yeah, it. that was All fun. Right. Because I know we'll get emails. So just for clarification, this go. is according to uh, ClassicCars.com. Usually, the classic car moniker applies to vehicles over 20 years old. Antique cars are over 45-year-olds, and vintage cars are built between 1919 and 1930. Well, that's a very good catch, because words mean something. So, John, repeat the use of the, uh, repeat the sentence where the word vintage was used. That, thank you, Joe. That's Please. what I do here. No, Reavers, you're right. Words mean something. <laughs> yes. Police have found two vintage cars wrong wrong right there wrong, wrong. just one wrong. vintage car you could say classic well yes. no because the one was only 19 years old well oh, you can't say be. vintage because reavers just said vintage is between what 1930 and 1910 1919 no. and 1919 and 1930 then yep. no vintage cars were taken from highland auto star no vintage name cars your, were taken name the source john st paul pioneer press who wrote it <laughs> I believe it was Mara. Got oh, Mara, oh, that I'm breaks sorry, my heart. Mara. Well, it's, a, it's an sorry, easy Mara. mistake. It's an easy mistake. It's become a cliche oh, to say that's a vintage God. car, but I it's not. I oh, now I feel bad because I like Mara. <laughs> I was trying best. to zip, zip by it but after you brought it up. But. Oh. I remember the fella skateboarding, drinking cranberry juice. Yes. Nathan Apodaca of Idaho Apodaca. Falls, Idaho. Yep. He went viral with that TikTok video he filmed last month. The reason he was on uh, the, well, he wasn't really skateboarding. He was a longboard. He was on a longboard uh, because his vehicle had broken down right. and he was using the longboard to get to work. He told TMZ, my car, it just shuts off sometimes. The battery, I don't know what it is, just shuts off. I always have my longboard in there. He had planned to deal with the broken down car after work. As he rode down the street drinking his juice, he lip synced to Fleetwood Mac's dreams. The original TikTok video had more than 4.8 million likes. Mm. Then it went to Twitter with 23 million views. The video caught the attention of Ocean Spray, the brand of juice he was drinking. The company surpri uh, surprised Apocada, Apocada, I'm sorry, with a new truck filled with bottles of juice. Mm -hmm. Wow. Verify cool? this, Rook. I think uh, Ocean Spray is a Lakeville, Minnesota company. All right, I'm verifying really? that. I do know they have uh, berry fields. And I don't know what you call them. They flood them um, yeah. over in Wisconsin. Cranberry bogs. Yeah. Rook, didn't yeah. you used yeah, to do that, ads I guess for them? Yeah. 
No, that was uh, cherries. This, that was Nature Blessed Cherries. Oh, that's right. The CEO of Ocean Spray started a dream challenge and jumped on a skateboard recreating Apocada's original video. Uh, since then, a lot of other folks have done it, uh, including Mick Fleetwood, the leader of Fleetwood Mac. It's awful, awful version. <laughs> I mean, it, it made, it is, gave yeah. me secondhand embarrassment. Yep. Secondhand embarrassment. <laughs> yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, that video has sparked a resurgence for the song Dreams. As of yesterday morning, it was number one on the iTunes songs chart. And Fleetwood Mac's greatest hits album was number two on the album charts, more than 40 years after being released. Uh, the album Rumors, which originally featured Dreams, topped the charts in 1977, hitting number one. The song itself hit number one on the Hot 100 chart also. In now explain, explain something to me, John. Yes, sir. Uh, number one on iTunes. Does that yeah. mean Fleetwood Mac is making money from that? Oh, yeah. Yes, oh, people are, yeah. bu- are buying it yeah. on iTunes. So you got to so pay, what, a buck or something to listen to it or yeah, whatever? 99 cents, you buy yeah. it. Okay. So by God, they're they're making a fortune off this guy. Yeah, yeah. and, and <laughs> they in turn should cut him a check. You'd think so, because just for the l- hell of l- it. Let me tell you, that up nod is the coolest thing I have ever seen on the yeah. Internet. Who's Seriously. filming it? Who's filming? He is. He, he's he is. got a selfie stick, Joe. You mount your camera in this thing about as long as a yardstick, and you hold it out in front of you. Oh. That's All why right. he's looking back, and his arm looks like it's sticking out. Yeah. yeah. Ocean Spray's uh, uh, corporate headquarters in Lakeville, Middleborough, Massachusetts. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm oh. sorry. But oh, they I do thought... have places, um, spots in Kenosha, uh, Toma, Wisconsin Rapids. Well, that's your cranberry area. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Thanks, Cliff. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Squish him up and uh, put him right in there. <laughs> hey, we no, out in the bog and you smash no, him with that to, uh, I Love Lucy you know, episode. We have to do this. We have to do this before the mansplainers look it up and then chastise us tomorrow <laughs> via email. Yeah. I heard Lakeville and I jumped to an erroneous conclusion, which is unforgivable. Yeah. Google's annual Frightgeist study, which pinpoints what costumes or themes people are looking for in the lead-up to Halloween, is out. Uh, this year's Google's early data showed the most searched costume idea was witch. That gives, me, uh, that gives me hope mm-hmm. to a certain degree. Uh, okay. Followed by Dinosaur, yeah. Harley Quinn, the, the comic book character, mm. Rabbit, and Clown. Rounding out the top ten, a few more similarly traditional ideas. Angel, Devil, Ninja, and Spider-Man. What about a bum? A bum, <laughs> a hobo. Best. A hobo. A hobo. Nice. Get that, <laughs> that little plastic fedora and you draw a few things on your face and you're good to go. You get a oh, broomstick with a pillowcase tied to it. You wouldn't you believe the hate tweets I get when I use the word hobo on Twitter. Yeah. Really? Oh, really? my God. Oh, Why? Jeez. Well, because they think I'm mocking the homeless. Hmm. I believe isn't hobo preferred? I think hobo who, is a class of homeless that is distinct from homelessness. Like vintage I, cars. They they the hobos the car. <laughs> hobos are nomadic. Yeah. Mishki yeah. well, comes to mind. Yeah. You get the bindle going, <laughs> you know you're a hobo then. Mm-hmm. When you can put all your stuff in a little sack and hang it from a stick over your shoulder. Yeah. Now, uh, that's not trending, a Van Halen lyric. No, no, but you have to admit, those guys do live their life like there's no tomorrow. I knew it was coming. Other trending costumes included Space Cowgirl. I don't know what that is. And Firefighter. 
So there you go. That's fantastic. What about sexy oh, nurse? Anything uh, sexy? No, no sexy nurse. Okay, no, sorry. Sexy radio on guy. Se- on <laughs> September twenty. 20- Said Sexy no one ever. Radio guy. <laughs> they exist. He's got nacho on Septem- cheese on his T-shirt while he's spinning <laughs> records. <laughs> on September 23rd, police were dispatched to a location in Ohio regarding a drunk man who at first refused to get out of a vehicle, then changed his mind and decided to walk home. An arriving officer located the intoxicated Parma Heights resident, who at that point demanded a ride home. Officers offered to call him a taxi or an Uber. The drunk fella declined. A few minutes later, after police had left, he called police to say someone had stolen his cigarettes. An arriving officer located his smokes. They were in the man's front shirt pocket. There you go. Great place for him. You want to hear the worst story ever? Oh, no. What? Guy in Vegas has the baby in the car. Windows oh, are up. It's awful. Yeah. It's just horrible. It's a new car. He won't let the Ugh. cops break the window. They finally said, bleep you, broke the window, and she was dead on the scene, the infant. Yeah. Thank you for that uh, uplifting story. I know. It's I, just, uh, it's in Vegas. Joe? I purposely I did not add that I know. Story. It's just terrible. So it's just so terrible. What, what? Don't leave your kids in the car, even if you're running into the store. Don't do it. Never and leave your kids in the car. Don't break the window. Yeah. Are you kidding me? I'll break your face. Why did the yeah. Why did the cop listen to him in the first place? Uh, well, they did momentarily. He said, "Call my brother could, to get another set of keys," and uh, but the cops could tell then that's not going to work, and they finally smashed the window. Oh in. my god! Yeah, yeah. All right, I'm going to skip over the rest of this uh, yeah, that'd be funny story I had and go to my next I don't know. Story. I apologize. I don't know why I brought that up. I brought it up yeah. because it's, it's just such a decline of humanity that it's sickening. Wow. Hobbled by the pandemic and facing the same long-term challenges as other casual dining chains, Ruby Tuesday has filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. The company hopes to use the debt-cutting process to improve its finances and stay in business, saying in a statement it had reached an understanding with secured lenders to support its restructuring. Uh, They permanently have closed 185 restaurants that they say had to shut their doors during the coronavirus pandemic. That leaves them with 236 company-owned and operated locations, as well as an undisclosed number of locations run by 10 franchisee groups. This is going to become a weekly story, John, with a lot of these chains, I think. I'm going to add that to my uh, list, though. I I will never eat at a restaurant that has as part part of its name the day of a week. <laughs> I like. We used to have one by us in Chaska. I love that Ruby Tuesdays. There's a factory. What is a factory? Uh, Cheesecake. Yeah. I'm sorry, but that is a really good restaurant. Joe, what about uh, factory in the it. name? I mean, no factory, they're, no they're city, manufacturing no cheesecakes. ranch, no Tuesday, uh, no corral. No. no Fridays. Have we? Enough. No Fridays. <laughs> have we mentioned this? The the closing of one of the one of the. An unbelievably fun restaurant. The last Fuddruckers closed on 494 in France. Yeah. I saw that. Yeah. Really? We, we didn't don't talk have about a Fuddruckers anymore. Did it go down to the virus? Uh, I think, and just they yeah. they weren't they weren't too good. The virus is probably the last nail in the coffin. Best part about Fuddruckers. Oh. oh my God! Huge burgers. And taking your kids there and letting them decorate it themselves. Yeah, it's yeah, that's so cool. And it was just gluttony. It was a restaurant of gluttony. Yes. Yeah. Good point. Any, Any restaurant you're in is a restaurant of gluttony. I went to the Lex <laughs> yesterday. How was it? To, uh, the rooftop. Uh, it was fabulous. 
the short ribs are no longer on the menu. I had no. the Lex Burger, and it was it was fabulous. What time of the day was this? Uh, this was at about four thirty. Did you have trouble getting up there? Was it packed? No, we did not have trouble getting up there because we went right away. Huh? But it, it's it's pretty festive, and I had a uh, brandy Manhattan that was second to none. I'll be damned. Are yeah. they paying you for this? Uh, they're not. I paid right. full price. <laughs> All right. Uh, but uh, and there are GLers that that work at the uh, at the Lex. You know, yep. we were talking yesterday, Rook, that it's. I think we're forecasting 82, 83 degrees tomorrow, and yeah. uh, we were just wondering aloud how uh, maybe how many rounds of golf a guy with two good ankles would would be able to squeeze in on a Friday. Wow. I mean, you would just be you get right back on the roller coaster, wouldn't you? Uh, yep. <laughs> so is your is your uh, is your ankle black and blue? Yes, but that's going away now. Mm. That's, a, that's a Van Halen song. God, I was just going to say, Johnny's sneaking one in there. <laughs> Jeez. A, a man gored by an elk on a golf course. I hope you get gored by an elk. <laughs> well, it won't be on a golf course. I, can well, I guess that. not. Doesn't Roycey call him an elk? Elk. Elk. Gored by an elk. Ran into an elk going up the ski slope. <laughs> A man gored by an elk on a golf course in Evergreen, Colorado over the weekend has been taken to a local hospital where doctors uh, found out his kidney had been cut in the attack. Ooh. Zach Bornhoft of Aurora, Colorado was golfing at Evergreen Golf Course where more than an estimated 100 elk or elk were spending the day. Bornhoff said he never felt threatened by the elk. What, were they having a distance? scramble? What do you mean spending the day? <laughs> Keeping a distance of at least 20 well, feet. Until he finished up the 16th hole. He said he was teeing off on the 17th hole, and elk surrounded the golfers, he said. Bornhoft uh, said, we took it slow to get out of the way. However, this bull elk was eyeing us down. Bornhoff's golfing party tried to slowly get out of the area, but the bull charged his golf cart. The bull missed the front end of the cart on the initial charge, and he said they sped off to get away. But... The bull elk then charged again, hitting the side of the golf cart where his antlers went directly into my side of the golf cart. One antler happened to gore me. Bornhoff's left kidney was lacerated. He expects to make a full recovery. Large numbers of elk typically visit the Evergreen Course, Denver's signature mountain course, where golf course staffers and Denver park rangers sometimes advise golfers to skip certain holes because of wildlife, according to Cindy Kowarski, cool. a Denver park spokesperson. That's neat. Health officials in North Carolina are asking people who attended the Mechtoberfest celebration at Old Mecklenburg Brewery in Charlotte to consider getting tested for COVID-19. The Charlotte Observer reported that two coronavirus cases have been connected to the event. Apparently, uh, at this place, there were thousands of people, according to authorities. The county public health director, Gibby Harris, told county commissioners during a meeting this week the event didn't have many masks and very little social distancing. The event held September 25th through the 27th. The brewery outlined COVID-19 protocols on its website, and it included a message about obsessive cleanliness when it reopened in May. Two Florida python hunters caught what could potentially be a record-breaking Burmese python in the Everglades last week. Here's the part of this story I don't like. I saw a picture of this. Yeah, well, how long does it take to measure one of these? I have no idea. Well, the two fellows who caught it, Ryan Osborne and Kevin Pavlidis, said on social media, official measurements of the enormous female snake are being taken this week, so they can't say how big it is. How big so, is it anyway? How big is it anyway? It's huge. Oh, I saw it. It, it. It takes about oh, yeah. six people to hold it. Wow. It's gigantic, yeah. Nope. The current, current state record for length is 18.8 feet. It's longer than that, John. It's longer than that. 
Do they just speak. have to wait till a judge gets there, an official judge gets there? I to guess. Measure? Yeah. Yeah. Why not just take out a? They need them. Yeah. Osborne and Pavlidis said they are paid snake hunters working for the South Florida Water Management District and the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission, which manages the state's python elimination programs. Pythons in some areas out of control because they're brought in the area and uh, sometimes just released. In Great Britain, a postman is being terrorized on his rounds by a customer's sex-crazed duck. Huh. <laughs> you had me for a bit there, and then you went duck. Bob the Duck first waddled towards Steve Hines in the garden Bob. as he delivered a letter on Saturday. The owners apologized to Steve the postman with a peace offering crunchy bar left on their gate and a note saying that Bob attacks everyone, including them. Uh, Bob showed the letter to the post, of course, said he used to be the lovely and cuddly duck. Now he's just a vicious sex maniac. We have fenced him in and hopefully he won't escape. Uh, Steve said the duck starts hissing at him and as he turns to head toward the gate, it runs up the path, snapping its beak at him. He says he has to take letters to shoo it away. Uh, Steve says the duck, which is a Muscovy duck, I, I huh. don't know what kind of duck that is. Kenny, do you? No, but uh, I do. I did call an expert in. Uh, well, actually, I sent him a text and I, I gave uh -huh. him a hotline. Chris, did the uh, expert call you? I can't believe it, but yeah, he did call in. Go ahead. Okay, good. What? I am calling. What is a Muscovy duck, Donald? I'm. <laughs> It's got what? <laughs> it's got a It's a horse? Like a horse? It's like a horse. Oh, I see. It's hot. I see. Really? I see. He's showing animal. What? Uh, I don't. Uh... He's showing every. Oh, he's telling everybody. Yeah. In other words, you'd do that too if that was you. Yeah. Unfortunately, you're hung like a duck. <laughs> Thank you, uh, Donald. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Donald. All right. Everyone has their cross to bear. All right. Thank you, Donald. Goodbye. Bye. The uh, Muscovy duck nearly molested him again, he said, after getting through the fence later on this week. He said, I'm hoping they'll fix the fence so the duck can't get through because he says if they don't, he's not going to deliver them any more mm. mail. He'll show them, won't he? He's telling everybody. Yeah. Yeah, don't think I won't. Up. How does that work? I mean, a duck can't really get that far off the ground. I, I don't know. Well. <laughs> <laughs> What's he got a tail over there? What's the Charles Bar yeah. of ducks. <laughs> Look here. <laughs> I'm telling everybody. Charles Barr. John, it's just well, breaking now on various news yes. sites. 
Six men were charged with plotting to kidnap Michigan Democratic Governor Gretchen Whitmer at a vacation home in reaction to what they viewed as her uncontrolled power, according to a criminal complaint unsealed Thursday in federal court. The men plotted for months consulting and training with militia members and undertaking rehearsals in August and September. According to the complaint, four of the six men planned to meet yesterday to make a payment of explosives in exchange tactical gear, the FBI said in the court filing. The FBI quoted one of the accused as saying Whitmer has no checks and balances at all. She has uncontrolled power right now. All good things must come to an end. All right, listen, you morons. They're not even aware that the Michigan Supreme Court just struck down her powers. She has lost her uh, emergency powers. Mm-hmm. She is. She has been found to be engaged in unconstitutional behavior, and it didn't take you militia men to do that. It took the courts, which they have already done, you idiots. The only thing uh, I learned that I thought was interesting about that story is that her nickname, evidently, and I didn't know this, is Big Gretch. Big huh. Gretch. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that either. I didn't know. Yeah. That, no. Well, it's, no trending on, it, it, it's trending on Twitter. Big Gretch. Huh. Trending on Twitter. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Well, anyway, they, uh, uh, we don't need them to perform these duties. Uh, you have a Michigan Supreme Court uh, fellas already took care of it. But don't let that stop the uh, the social media warriors from instantly uh, painting these guys as avid Trump supporters. What what are we yeah. doing? It's, They're working for Trump. Yeah. Right. What what are we doing here? Well, they're not working for Biden. They're not working for anybody. <laughs> well, put it that way. That's, that's my point. Yeah. They're we're not automatically for attaching these guys to to a group. Yeah, well, it's six we guys operate. who can't read the newspaper. <laughs> they're not keeping up. They're not saying. keeping up. They're not keeping up. Yeah. John, are you okay. done? Well, okay, well, that's I fine. No, I, I think I okay, see you standing like there. You got your back against the record machine, don't you? <laughs> oh my God, let's go! I ain't the worst that you've seen. Uh, yeah, you are, Reavers. Can't you see what I mean? <laughs> you are. You are. Please, please uh, take a time out yeah, so I can stab you through the heart with a pencil. <laughs> Did you ever think common sense would be this much fun? Joe Suchere. Scoot over Body Works and Glass up in Shoreview. Boy, they are doing it right. They're a one-stop, family-owned, third-generation body shop. The sole sponsor of Positive Thursday here at GL. Mike Schoonover, not on the line today because Chris Reavers keeps dropping off cars for him to work on. Uh, so instead, I found a little customer feedback that I'd like Patrick James Stephen Royce to read for us. Patrick, go ahead. Yeah, my experience over at that, uh, that Schoonover is pretty damn good. I, uh, our, uh, our front bumper repair looks like uh, new with uh, no evidence of a repair being done. You know why? The PDR dents come out equally as well. Thanks to everyone involved with, uh, with our repair of that vehicle. Patrick, we'd recommend, what's PDR, yeah. Patrick? Pat, what's, what's PDR? PDR? That's the uh, prenuptial uh, damage repair that they're popping out. I got it. I know what it is. Just slide it right up there. They got a machine that pops the dents out, and you're... Uh, Paintless <laughs> dent. Paintless dent repair. No, oh, that can't be it. That's too yeah. easy. Scoot over a little more, does. Uh, smarter than that. He's, uh, I'd recommend going to that shop for any of those services. Yes, I will tell you that Scoot Over Body Works is my favorite place to get the PDR out of the dents. Paintless dent removal. Yes. 
Yes. <laughs> where did you hear about this glorious PDR? Where, where was this customer? Uh, where did he find out about? I was sitting over, <laughs> walking out of Arby's, and I came over and told Arby's. the guy, "Your uh, uh, your car looks all pockmarked. What'd you have in a sales storm?" He said, "I'm gonna bring it over to Scooter and have a PDR out of it." <laughs> PDR, PDR the hell out of it. Yes, sir. Let's just go to PDR the hell out of it. Reavers, how many cars have you run through that joint in the no, last six months? No joke. In the last 10 days, I have brought three different vehicles to Mike. <laughs> the first was the Jag. Here's the here's the service that they provide for you. I had I said, Mike, check the, fec, uh, the check engine light. See what's going on there. Idiot light. And uh, there was one other thing. Oh, and he, and he, and he, and he redid the sunroof uh, canopy. They even replaced my gas cap with one that stays attached to the vehicle at no charge. I didn't even ask him for it. You know, I had that Glass. problem a couple of years ago. I drove off with the uh, the hose was still in the uh, the thing, and it wrecked the fuel door right off of the scooter. He just put it right back on. And also, I had the wife's vehicle detailed. you got a lot of problems. What uh, what is coming up on the right? It looks brand new. Take advantage of their detail work. Glass service bodywork, frame swaps, PDR. Uh, detailing, yeah, PDR. PDR. Uh, postal. <laughs> Dental removal. Scoot over body works in glass. They've been doing it for 80 years. No wonder they're always rated as the best in the metro. When it comes to body shops, we have a choice. We use Royce's favorite uh, here at Garage Logic, ScoonoverBodyWorks.com. Even though I haven't had a drink since uh, 1981, uh, PD Army ASAP. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Reavers. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes. I don't know if the client likes it or not. Oh. Yes, sir. Well, that's what he's got to get. <laughs> but, you know, I love that Royce. He always finds the one word to place the extra emphasis on, yes. as Joel yep. pointed out. That's what he's reading it. P-D-R. He chooses a word, and all of a sudden the volume goes to 12. <laughs> Volatility. Turn, turn the amp up to 12. Hail the flashlight, Do kid. you have a scratch Hail. on your car? Then you may bring it over to Scanover Body Works. They will take out your PDR and you will be happy. Something like that. I'm having a heart attack here. Oh, God. I interrupted you, Joe. Pardon me. Well, I said hail the flashlight kick. Hail you. Hail you. You. Forgive my tardiness, Mayor, but I've had a busy few days and I'm catching up on the podcast. On Tuesday's offering, you discussed the euphoria notion that hot weather is racist against urban students of low income. You also mentioned the absurdity of climate change being responsible for behavior. While I do agree with your sentiment, it also occurred to me that we often associate hot weather with violent behavior in the Twin Cities. Uh, recall the hope for cool, rainy days during the recent riots. Likewise, in extreme cold, most people seek a place indoors to keep warm. Knowing this, I think the distinction you were seeking is that environmental conditions factor into our behavior, but our behaviors are not beholden to those environmental conditions. In fat or lean times, a person is still responsible for the behavior they exhibit. It cannot simply pawn it off on external forces. Another observation I had in the same story was the assertion that the urban core is all pavement with a lack of trees and vegetation that contribute to the cooler temperatures in the suburbs. Was it not this last spring that we were inundated by boasts 
from the Twin Cities that everyone lived within a 10-minute walk of a park or green space? I can't speak for GL, but one of the distinguishing characteristics of a park, in my mind, is presence of trees, grass, flowers, or bushes, maybe even a stream. In essence, the undeveloped land available to all. I am not suggesting that parks are an equal substitute for air conditioning, but rather the notion that suburban populations have a monopoly on plant life is false. To borrow from the rookie, the singer, the city planners have brought the greenery to you. Good luck, Mayor, and always pushing back. John in New Prague, or never mind, uh, Jim Bob from Portland. <laughs> uh, all right, all right. Well, he's absolutely correct, of course. I, I, you know, I, I, I'm on thin ice uh, if, if I say something untoward about Prince because he is a state uh, canonized uh, saint oh, what are you uh, about in Minnesota. Do? Rightfully so. Yeah. Well, I, I just noticed, I just noticed, I couldn't help but just think to myself a little something. Oh, that, here we go. <laughs> that his, uh, the home he built for his mother is for sale. He, he built it for his mom in Golden Valley in the 1980s. Isn't that was very kind of him. It was very kind of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she lived there for nearly two decades. Uh, and there's a picture of it. And all I'm saying is, how about a little something for the effort? You know, how about a pool, Why? maybe tennis court, yeah. pond. I mean, it's a very, uh, very uh, keeps the rain out. It'll it kept you know, the rain out, but it's a very, would... very, very, very modest. Uh, What's Rambler wrong type. with that? What the hell's wrong with that? Both you and Matthew aspire to these big Summit Avenue, ridiculous, ostentatious <laughs> houses. What's wrong with a small, quaint little house? For sale on the south side of Minneapolis, <laughs> really close to a park, <laughs> with a wonderful view. You can see the sunset every single night. What's yeah. wrong with that? Bravo, Asks Kenny. your Bravo. traffic guy. <laughs> no, I, I just you know if you're worth 350 mil, you could have put mom in a little well, different situation. Wait a minute now. What yeah. if that's what she had requested? Could be. Yeah, I, I want something simple. I don't okay. want something extravagant. Maybe the way I should have framed it is. Uh, if Prince was going to build a house for his mom, which he which he did, I would have expected something different. Let's put it that way. But maybe mom said, "Don't you go overboard, son. Just just get me a nice little place here." Because you've you know. seen the house down in Chanhassen, right? Yeah, that's a that's a house. It's a it's a nice something little something Matthew of land. and Joe would aspire to. I've already informed my son that. Uh, he should go overboard for me. <laughs> There's just no, right. no not a problem. Is the house in Chanhassen distinct from Paisley Park, or are you referring to Paisley Park? Well, no, it's it's, it's separate. He has, I don't know how many acres of land out there with a home on it. Right oh. here, I'm going to pull it up, and I'll send it to you. Well, he also has an island somewhere. I don't know if he still has it. Or he had a mansion on an island in the Caribbean. Because uh, the Paisley Park was just the recording joint. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Right. According to a story I'm seeing here, he gave his mom a budget of one hundred thousand dollars to build the house. Oh. Well. So what oh. the hell? How cheap a guy was he? Oh. <laughs> well, I mean, what what would a hundred k get you in the eighties? Exactly the picture I'm looking at. Right. Well, it's it's yeah. listed now at three sixty eight. That sounds about right. Yeah. yeah you, you take your inflations into court and uh, you know into consideration <laughs> and. Uh, your appreciation. And, uh, uh, and maybe and mom loved it. Maybe and... mom loved it. I'm trying to dig myself out of this hole. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, maybe maybe the inside was, uh, you know, beautiful. Who knows? 
But it just looks like yeah, a small house pictures. on a busy street. There's pictures of the inside that look very nice. I'm sure very, it is. Very nice. Never mind. I'm, I, I just thought it's not what I expected. If a, if a rock mega god is going to build mama house, I just expected something different. That's all. Mm-hmm. I think that's not an uncharitable way to look at it. Should we get a couple tickets and head out to Paisley Park and look around this weekend? No, right. I no, uh, no Grab your scooter. No. We can do it really quick. No, i got to stay <laughs> off that thing. Although I really want to film one of me doing the, drinking the cranberry juice. Can with you the, imagine him on the scooter? Yeah, on the scooter, holding a selfie stick and drinking uh, into a telephone yeah, pole. Yeah, and it's both hips broken. That would go viral. <laughs> or a parked car in the street. Right. Sternum snapped in half. Oh. and a couple vertebrae crushed. Mm-hmm. There's no way I could do it. You're right. There's no way I could pull it off because I a I don't have a selfie stick and b. Uh, I'd have to have somebody take the selfie of me. Right. Yeah, I was going to say you could have one of your kids you used to have take a selfie of you. Yeah. yeah. You're going to end up in Willis Reed Hospitals where you'd end up. No, Wilford, Wilford Brimley. Hospital. Wilford Brimley. Yeah, they'd have to take the Wilford Brimley. Do you have diabetes? Uh, a Jordy notes in a year of cataclysm, some world leaders at this week's annual United Nations meeting are taking the long view, warning that if COVID-19 doesn't kill us all, climate change will. Ah, But yep. uh, it's from the Seattle Times. Uh, but there is positive news, according to Jordy. There is a vaccine for global warming. Higher taxes on the U.S. and other Western nations and a centralized global government. Got it. That would be the vaccine for climate there change. <laughs> there being no vaccine for COVID-19 yet. And, and, and it's, we're, we're anxiously awaiting the uh, development of one. So far, there's been no news on that uh, that's bringing us. I don't want to be one of the people who takes the test vaccine. Right. You know. By the way, um, it's now breaking that the, uh, the fly is now conducting interviews with CNN on Twitter. Oh, <laughs> oh. what were you thinking at this time? Did you, I think uh, the fly was trapped for two minutes probably by hairspray. I'm so. being serious. That's, yeah, that's what I'm. That's what Jason was, was saying uh, this morning. It's hairspray. Yeah. Yeah. I was watching it out in my garage, and I thought a bug had flown on my screen. I kept trying to hit it off my screen. Oh. You're all right, John. You're all right. How high <laughs> were you, John? <laughs> then I realized he's taking a swipe at his TV. I you're was. Hit, you're hitting the four footer last night, weren't you? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, and only Biden. Go no, ahead. Not, I'm yet, not yet. The, the Biden campaign sold a bunch of fly swatters this morning, mm-hmm. like 35,000 fly swatters. What, Rook? Uh, Rook and I were communicating yeah. off Disregard. Yep, yeah, disregard. Oh, oh, oh. Disregard. Only because they come to us all the way from Mumbai, India, uh, from our friend Tom Lyman. Uh, something big happened on this day in 1956 that really contributed to the changing of American life. And it happened here locally. On this day, October 8, 1956, something became revolutionized. It was the first of its kind. Right here. Right here in, in Minnesota. Oh, yeah? First of its kind. What's that? Mm-hmm. Anybody? Staff? Anyone? Um, Any Dinah? Does that help? Uh, Dinah. Cake. Has something to do with cake. Somebody ate some cake. 
No, Edina. Edina Realty. Southdale Shopping Center, the world's first fully enclosed shopping mall, opened in Edina. Austrian war veteran and architect Victor Gruen designed the mall, which he hoped would become the town square that has been lost since the coming of the automobile. It should become the center of this civilization. Later realizing that civilization was in fact crystallizing around the mall in a commercial way, rather than according to his utopian vision, Gruen would retire from architecture in 1967 and become one of the most ardent critics of commercialized mall culture until his death in 1980. In other words, it really didn't work out for him. He imagined he it being a new a town monster. square. He created a monster. Yeah. I don't know if you realize this, Joe, but uh, Southdale Mall, also the uh, set for the movie Mallrats. I did no. not know that. I'm surprised no. that Joe didn't already no. know that and include that no. piece of information. No. Really? No. Oops, can no. he turn his mic no. off? No, 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 no. What? Well, then it, give us Eden. the right answer instead of saying no. <laughs> Eden Prairie Mall. Oh, I think you're wow. right. Mm-hmm. Let's see, mall rats. Right. Let me get to the bottom you of see, this. You see, regardless of what mall it is, someone owns that mall, Yep. and that is a commercial property owner. And I've been telling you for months now. How Livewire can save you money on your electric bill with solar, but also don't forget they can help you save a lot of money on all of your electric needs as well. If you're doing any kind of commercial tenant build out, you need to get in touch with Livewire. They specialize in helping all kinds of businesses doing build outs, remodels. They can help you in your home with traditional electrical work, including replacing and upgrading circuit breakers, adding outlets, installing car chargers, and backup generators. The bottom line, you need electrical work done? Hey, you need any electrical work done? You call Troy and Tim at Livewire. They're GLers. They will take great care of you. LivewireSolarMN.com for all of you commercial building owners. If you go with solar, it is going to pay off. LivewireSolarMN.com, but also call them for your everyday electrical needs. They're great guys. Are- all right, I have breaking news into the Garage Logic newsroom. Mall Rats, the 1995 American buddy comedy film written and directed by Kevin Smith and starring Jason Lee, Kenny Olsen was right, was filmed at Eden Prairie Mall. I apologize, Kenny, you are correct. Wow, okay. Do you recall yesterday yeah. the CP showed up in here unannounced with a big armful of paper for my printer? And we were trying to right, get her to yeah. crack a microphone. Right, say hello. And, and Kelsey notes, typical Democrat behavior. He is more than capable of doing it himself, but she wants to feel good about herself and continue to make him dependent on her for even the most basic things. It's the Souchere family version of the soft bigotry of low expectations. Thanks a lot, Kelsey. Wow. Why don't you run that by her? He hit it right on, though, didn't he? Yeah, that's for sure. No, Kelsey does not know the CP, let me tell you. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I have to make that man a sandwich every day. He's just completely <laughs> incapable of fixing even the most simple of sandwiches. No, I, that's not true. I make my own lunch. I make my own lunch. White uh, bread, we, bologna. It's not what we hear on the street, Joe. Well, you're wrong. You Whatever made your fried bologna yet? I have not had that in ages. Oh, wow. How should we do it, Rook? Uh, I gotta, I, right, when you do it next time, I'm going to tell you how to do it a little bit better. Here's yeah. what you do. Yeah. Here's what you With do. onions? Rice onions? Uh, yes. Homegrown tomatoes. Oh. Oh. Some good Then spices. you put a beach towel around your neck and have at it. <laughs> well, okay, boys. Uh, thank you for your attentiveness. Brooke, you mentioned your Manhattan earlier that you yeah. had at the Lex. Yes. Talk could, to me. Talk to I me. I could put a perfect Manhattan like that to 
if I had some spirits? Where would I go to get high-quality spirits? I'm so glad that this casually came up because I have the recipe for you, and it comes to us from our friends at Harmony Spirits. HarmonySpirits.net is their website. Check out their hours. This is going to be a fantastic couple of days to head on over to that beautiful tasting room. 82 degrees tomorrow afternoon in the middle of October. Are you kidding me? Mm. Get on in there, say hi to the fellows, let them know you heard about it right here on GL, but here's what they would really like you to do. Go into your local liquor store and ask for Harmony Spirits by name. That's how people like these get their word spread and Mm -hmm. continue to grow their brand. I am a huge fan of their bourbon. Rook, you had the the whiskey earlier uh, last week. uh, uh, The vodka. The vodka, it. I just had it on ice. Just straight? Yeah. Attaboy. That's a champion. Uh, Also, check out their Twitter account, too, at Harmony Spirits on Twitter. They have a really cool fall menu, so you can get creative because it's going to be a uh, glorious, uh, glorious weekend. I yeah, think. I'm uh, I'm heading to Deer Lake. Uh, we got an '87 reunion, class of '87 reunion oh, on boy. Deer Lake. You this want me to weekend. swing over and say hi to the fellas? Yeah, I think you should. Did she borrow him back to you? She took him off the shelf and gave him to you for you the get lunch? to use him tomorrow. She took him out of the safe. She took him wow. out of the safe. Yeah, Wait a minute, you're going she, by yourself. She's gonna be escorting you, right? No, the whole family's still gonna be at home. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be what? rocking and rolling. Wingard, wow. McKernan, all these guys. Ryan. She put a tracking device on you while you were sleeping, didn't I'm she? I'm sure. Yeah, she made me swallow something. <laughs> Careful. Hang on. Careful. That was innocently played out, spice. folks. You Careful take it whatever you sport. want. That was very innocently played out. And then, that deer lake is says, so. This hot. is love. That deer lake so, is, uh, is uh, nice, uh, really nice. You're, you're welcome. Good job. <laughs> I just met a guy who got a place on Deer Lake. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Jim? Yeah. No, not Jim. Fred? Yeah, Fred. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, is it a stay over? Do you get to camp overnight? Uh, we are going to run down to Panama. <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, yeah, a couple nights. Oh, Rook, you really, really got control. me with that I don't one. believe you it, really I don't believe here's this. The deal. Here's the deal. <laughs> really what the boys don't me. realize is... I don't need to play golf. No, no, I no. Want to sit Tell around. him exactly what you told me when you said that we're all going to play golf, but I really don't want to play golf. What would you rather do? I want to cook. I you're out. Cook. You're out of GL officially now. I want to make. Uh, no, you're done. Cook. You're done. I plan on making some, um, like some steak tips. Nice appetizer. We'll you were beer. pushed to the border with this calligraphy thing. You're right on the border. You can see euphoria from your backyard. You, now you you're what? done. You're across the border. You're in euphoria. Any of you dummies would have loved to have married me because I can make food. Well, I don't really look at it that way. No. You know, the other way, uh, we, 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 what we said in your defense, Rook, what we said in your defense yep. with this lovey-dovey calligraphy crap. Schmoopy, schmoopy. Schmoopy, moopy. Uh Maybe you're having the last laugh. How so? Well, she the still rest gets of us mad at me too. Oh, then you're not having the last. No, laugh. I, I, the problem, Such, is with the rest of us. We ain't talking about love because our love is rotten to the core. Wow, <laughs> 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 well, that was perfectly oh, well put. Beautiful. Very well put. Yeah. Well, GLers all show long. <laughs> They've been trying to sneak in. Uh, bon Jovi lyrics, nope. or what do you bon call them? Jovi. Van Halen, same thing. It's <laughs> another game. Close enough. You know what, Joe? One more eruption like that, and I'll end the show. I know what the eruption <laughs> refers to. Yeah. Jeez. Okay. Let's. Uh, is that gonna do John, it? will you have a song or two for us next week as you, in your if role as like the guitar to. playing music man? Oh, I'd I love certainly that. can. I would love that. I'll, I'll try to write a couple. 
Yeah. All right. Rock, it's hard about? these days because I always offend everybody. That's all right. That's all right. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Yeah. Wait a minute. What? What? Wait a minute. Yeah. I got to tell you about EcoFund. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> huh? <laughs> we just take him down. We could, uh, we could do that one tomorrow, Broski. If you okay, want. Okay, do, do it tomorrow. Yeah. EcoFund Motorsports in Forest Lake. <laughs> just watch that bobber there, cowboy. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody will be around oh, to pick you up God. in a little bit. Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm wow. waiting for the bus. <laughs> we. No, that's easy, Tom. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, I can't even get that right. Oh. You gonna scoot over to Lund's and get some uh, broccoli or carrots? No, I can't. Uh, oh. I can't get on the scooter with this. No, I meant with your with your leg thing. Your leg no, scooter. No, I'm, I'm not going to. I it's took not that, that far. back. I took that back. He should the get the cart like your old man does when he's going shopping at, uh, at uh, Walmart. My dad, who it was his birthday, happy 84th birthday yesterday, uh, took a scooter to the Robert Street Dollar Store. Oh, my oh boy. And uh, he did complain about crap being in the aisles. He didn't yeah. say that. But I said, I said, yeah, I bet you just rolled right over it, Dad. And he said, yeah, I didn't stop me. I just went right through. <laughs> <laughs> you see Bob on, on Robert Street. Have a look out. Right. Yeah. Look out. He's got a, he's on a mission. See you tomorrow, Bros. Hey, Bros. See you. Yeah.